We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Everyone, welcome in to the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Got an NBA-packed show today. NBA Media Day happened earlier this week for just about every team. I'm pretty sure every single team, right, Mr. Yeah. BJ? And we got some some news that came along with that. Obviously, reporters were there asking questions. So NBA teams are all within the news as the NBA is less than a month away, BJ. Just a few weeks, as a matter of fact. We, and we're we... back in full swing NBA action. Yeah, we've got a preseason game tomorrow as of the when this podcast drops in, in the Japan games with the Wizards and the Warriors. So it's it's right around the corner. It got here faster than, than you and I were expecting. But yeah. that always happens to us. And fantasy basketball here too. You know, within two weeks, you know, people got to be drafting, you know, just ahead of the season start on October 17th. But yes, a jam-packed NBA episode today talking about some of those things from Media Day. Obviously playing that with it or quit it, seeing what's on my mind, and checking out BJ's best. So that is the show today. So, BJ, are you ready to get going? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do All it. All right, let's do this thing right here. And just starting off from the top here, you know, I had NBA media days. wish I could have got to gone to the uh, Dallas Mavericks media day. But a lot of interesting comments kind of from around the league. So we're just kind of going to bounce around some of those uh, first, um, I kind of want to start with one that's just, I, I know it's not realistic, but you know, people are saying, or at least last year, this, this player looked fat, you know, out of shape, you know, mm-hmm. they probably said this on his old team. I'm pretty sure as well too, but James Harden, uh, for Philly's media day talking about he lost a hundred pounds, right? That. <laughs> he did Tweet not. It. Yeah. I'm pretty Tweet sure, it. but put it out there. I mean, it's, if somebody's going to be talking about it. But, you know, James Harden is, say, uh, you know, Harden's looking fit out there. You know, lost some weight. But exactly how much, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, with it's, us. It's, it's very unlikely he ballooned up to 320 after the season ended and then lost it all back before the season started. So I think he's just tired of answering questions about, oh, yeah, I, I'm, you know, overweight or whatever coming to season. So, yeah, I lost 100 pounds. Why don't you go ahead and tweet that? I think right. it's just tongue in cheek. Yeah, and we've got like a 40-second clip here of uh, of Harden. Well, I will here in just a second. Let me go ahead and share that with you guys over here on the on the live. So let's get over here to this. Boom. Here we go. Harden right here. Um, how much did you lose? What did you do to lose the weight? Um, I think it's just it's, at this point, it's, di- it's dieting. It's just proper rest, and then it's just... Uh, you know, for me, I think just strengthening my muscles, gaining more muscle mass, uh, you know, which I've always had. It just this last year and a half uh, really wasn't healthy enough to, to, to put the proper work in like I'm, I'm used to. So there's something that was huge for me in that aspect of making sure, you know, the, the heel runs and the weightlifting was uh, important. And then adding the steel um, on the court as well. How much did you do? 100 pounds. But yeah, uh, from Harden right there. Um, Something that, you know, actually I'll stretch out to, to later, but, you know, we'll go ahead and dig into uh, Alonzo Ball as, you know, we go into some more teams that had some uh, conversations of uh, media day. Mm-hmm. Um, Alonzo Ball, you know, he's been hurt for a bit since, I want to say the beginning of this year, some somewhere around there, maybe February think, or something. I Not thought sure. it was January, yeah. Maybe he didn't, he was hurt before the All-Star break, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. so. But, um, you know, people probably that, I mean, not necessarily, 
you know, Bulls beat writers, they know more than we do, but just, yeah. you know, us sitting back, we're probably sitting back expecting, you know, Alonzo come back healthy, ready to play for the Bulls this year, you know, see what that team looks like, you know, at a full uh, stretch of a season, you know, because it started off really good with him in there. And, you know, once he got hurt, the Bulls kind of started teetering from, you know, a team that could be dangerous in the playoffs to, you know, they were lucky to get one game on the Bucks. So, yeah. Um, Go ahead. I was just going to say, we got an actual – a little bit of an update from ESPN earlier this afternoon on, on a Thursday, they expressed optimism uh, on Thursday following his latest surgery to address lingering discomfort in his left knee. His timeline to return to the court remains uncertain. He has not played since January 14th when he tours meniscus. It was supposed to sideline him for a few months with the hope of returning for the playoffs. Instead uh, he's been dealing with nagging injuries for most of this year, uh, most of this calendar year, uh, they spent all summer trying to rehab the knee and avoid surgery. And then they ultimately did the operation earlier this week to try to identify it, you know, the issue and correct it in his left knee. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to see that report a couple of days ago saying he can't run, he can't jump. And I think he was saying himself that it hurts to like go up the stairs and stuff. So man, that's pretty, that's pretty brutal, brutal for a guy that's, you know, uh, so young who turns 25 this next month as the season starts and you know just so much of a career ahead of him and he was really starting to come on too uh yes you know um you know we we really get didn't even get to see what you know alonzo was becoming because he was just becoming it at the time he's not there yet yeah and you know if even if you know one full game sample would have been like you know alonzo's really coming along you know really defensively you know three-pointers are getting knocked down blah 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 but you know, now it's a health concern, like, because, you know, it seems yeah. like a trend with at least some athletes lately. I'm not going to say that he's going to be this athlete, but we'll see, you know, after this, you know, how long this, you know, this secondary surgery yeah. keeps him continuously out for. But, you know, see if, you know, he continues to pick up injuries like some players do once they get hurt for the first time. You know, examples, yeah. you know, Chris Tapps, Porzingis, you know, one of those guys that continue to, you know, just grab an injury after another. DeMarcus Cousins. You certainly don't want to see another, uh, you know, another situation like Derrick Rose. It's, it's, you know, it's amazing the kind of the similarities, the, you know, the connections you can make with those two players. Um, This says that uh, before he had surgery earlier this week, they intended to reevaluate him in four to six weeks. So that will keep him sidelined until that checkpoint around the start of November. So it's, it's going to be, he's not going to be able to uh, play at the start of the season. Uh, they're just hoping that they get him back, you know, a couple weeks in or, you know, who knows they'll reevaluate him at that point, but who knows when he'll actually be, you know, at full speed and and ready for, you know, what you're going to have to put your legs through over the course of an NBA season. Yeah. He's just going to be able to possibly help them, you know, in the playoffs when that time comes a little bit, but, you know, he's really just kind of, kind of be getting himself back to speed through mm-hmm. the course of that once he comes back because um, it won't be long you know he, he'll be playing like four months of basketball four and a half months and it's yeah. you know playoff time yeah um and, and that could be a perfect get in rhythm for him you know that could be the perfect span of time or he could need longer and he'd just be kind of a shell yeah. of uh you know what he's becoming last year of himself out there on the court but you know you really kind of just want to bypass this season for lonzo ball mentally in your head um, as far as us from fans go, as far as like, you know, judging what he's going to be back on the court. Like if he comes back and it's like really, really good, then super awesome. Dude had mm-hmm. two little surgeries or, you know, was lingeringly out longer than he expected to be. And he's coming back playing really well. Awesome. But you, know, you just got to sit back and kind of wait uh, on that and, you know, just let him do what he can do for the rest of the season. If it's if it's average. Uh, but he's playable. Cool. I mean, as long as he gets to be healthy and playing basketball, that's cool. And, you know, if he just kind of exceeds expectations, then, then that's great. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, just got to get him back on the court. Um, and the Bulls, the Bulls definitely need him back on the court. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure oh, yeah. out some things as far as uh, they've probably got things planned out to, you know, be prepared to be without him for a bit anyway. So as far as those point guard duties, uh, maybe some defensive people or different defensive assignments guys can mm-hmm. pick up to help things out. Cause he was, that was, that was where they were really missing the help. Uh, he was arguably their best defender and, 
you know, once once he left, you know, everybody else was, you know, not defensive guys. Levine's not a defensive guy. DeRozan, yeah. Vucevic, y'all getting exposed yeah. um, defensively. So they they need that back to help that charge defensively continue to Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, BJ, you see anything uh, interesting else from Media Day? I know we're going to talk about some others here in a bit, Lakers and Mavs later, but did you see something for some other teams? I saw a uh, a flashback picture of uh, John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. from, I think, you know, three or four years ago, whenever oh. they first came into the league. They had a side-by-side little picture thing uh-huh. there. Uh, this is what I was kind of uh, – I mean, I don't know if it, it surprised me, um, but you talked – we're not. we haven't really talked about the – Brooklyn Nets and you know there was a little bit of some talk here earlier this week I think it was because of uh, media day that um, you know coach Steve Nash is not worried about the uh, you know we make jokes about Ben Simmons and his shooting and whatnot obviously Um, but he said that he he's not worried about uh, Simmons shooting he said he doesn't have to um, shoot at all Apparently, huh? whoa! Yeah, he all? says he says he says he doesn't care if Ben Simmons never shoots the ball. Uh, he lauded his versatility as an incredible playmaker um, earlier this week, and he said he doesn't care if he never shoots a jump shot because of the versatility and unique skill set that he brings to the team. Uh, he's welcome to, but that is not what makes him special and not what we need. He's a great compliment to our team and an incredible basketball player because of his versatility. So I was kind of interested to see that, you know, they were talking about Simmons getting adjusted to practice and everything like that, getting used to the up and down. He says he's feeling good. It's great to be out here with these guys. Um, But they're dumb, bro. Why not just, I mean, if he's got all those skills and just give him a jump shot and he could be the best player in the world or something like, yeah. (laughs) Well, and, and I mean, they're excited about how he's going to fit in with, with Katie and Kyrie. Um, it's just, you know, the, the question really has been, you know, the cohesion. And if Simmons isn't in a, in a position that you need a jump shot, like, you know, they're going to double and, and, you know, take, try to take Katie and Kyrie out of the picture. If you need a, a jump shot late in the game to send it to overtime or to win it. And if you can only get the ball into Ben Simmons, you're going to have to hold your breath, you know? Yeah. So, that's that's the question is that Nash, you know, apparently is okay with it, but what's gonna happen in those late game situations where you're gonna need that? You're gonna need somebody else to step up and and take that shot, and that's not gonna be Simmons. Um, he said that you know, you're playing with some great NBA players, of course, or Simmons said some of the greatest. So for me, it's just playing alongside them, figuring out where they want their shots, how they move, different spots on the floor where I need to be just timing. So it's interesting that that was kind of one of the things that that caught my eye is to, you know, uh, something interesting. There's a lot of, you know, different teams that we could talk about that we don't really want to go, you know, too far in depth with. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of new faces that we're going to get used to in, in some of these places. Like, you know, there's a lot of young guys that are going to have to step up in Utah, a lot of young guys that are going to have to step up in San Antonio after some offseason trades, everything like that we've already talked about here over the past, you know, couple of episodes going back a ways into the end of season two, all the offseason moves that we've seen. Um, and so it's one of those things like, you know, who's the last man standing in Utah? Well, that you go back and you look and it's going to be, um, I think it's Mike Conley is the last man, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he kind of talked about it. No, yeah, it is Mike Conley, the last man standing, because you know, you saw Mitchell, you saw Gobert, Bogdanovich, and Royce O'Neal all traded away, plus Patrick Beverly, um, who was acquired and then shipped off to the Lakers. Uh, but Conley said he's focused on Utah, just trying to concentrate on being all in. I figured if I was going to be traded, it would have happened by this point. So... It, this is the telling stat here, Drew. Of the 11 Jazz players who started more than five games last season, only Conley and Udoka Uzubike, who had six starts in 17 games, remain on the roster. As This is an incredibly young team with a lot of fresh faces in Utah. Uh, and it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really seeing 
the end of an era. Obviously, Utah doesn't have their head coach anymore. They don't have Mitchell. They don't have Gobert. And they've been, a, you know, a thorn in, in team sides. Uh, you know, you talk about they were, what, a 3-1 blown lead away from mm-hmm. uh, Western Semis in, in 2020 or in the bubble. Uh, so just kind of one of those questions of what could have been, what if for, for Utah. And, uh, well, I guess we can kind of save this and jam-pack the back end of the, the topics. Uh, I'll hold off on it, actually. Let's move on to Mr. BJ's best, though. Yeah, Drew. So, you know, I we, we call it BJ's best, and, and I oftentimes will use it to kind of highlight some of the worst and personalities in America or whatever. Not by intention, but, you know, I, I kind of scour the globe looking for some weird offbeat things that you might not have heard about and, and kind of give them some attention here. Um, so this came to my eye. This is an article from the Miami Herald on Tuesday. Um, this is a very interesting, uh, a very interesting report. So, uh, you know, you've probably had some messy breakups in your past. Haven't you drew? I've only had one breakup. So was it messy? Yeah. It was not great, so okay. well, I don't know about messy. Would you would you would you describe yourself as petty as a result, or you uh, don't think that you, you petty? Uh, no, like after the relationship ended, like you know, just oh. doing things that it's like you know I'm gonna get the last laugh, basically. Uh, no, I did okay. not. Well, I then, can be though. Yeah, I I. I you need to promise me, Drew, that you're not going to end up like this man, okay? There's a man in New Jersey who has uh, been accused of habitually urinating on his ex-wife's grave, according to media reports. Won't be doing that. Okay, good. Waste of time. Um, so, the um, apparently the report says that a uh, that's crazy. The man in New Jersey. Um, this is some Florida man activities, frankly. Well, no, this is New Jersey. I know, uh, but it's some Florida but, activities. Yeah, and it's funny because it was in the Miami Herald. Uh, so <laughs> the uh, purported desecration occurred at Tappan Reformed Church Cemetery, which is a centuries-old burial ground on the border between New Jersey and New York. Uh, Michael Murray, who's not the accused offender, um, reportedly noticed deli bags full of feces placed near the grave of his mother, Linda Torello, and contacted the police. Um, they later obtained permission to place cameras on the site uh, in order to obtain footage of, of what was causing it. Um, and when the footage ended up being too poor of a quality to take to police, Torello, or Murray, I beg your pardon, actually returned and obtained higher quality footage with his phone and the perpetrator revealed to be Torello's ex-husband. The 68-year-old man visited the cemetery almost every morning between 6.14 and 6.18 a.m., mm-hmm. not alone, but with his current wife. His, his wife, he, he remarried, and his wife would go with him while he went, number one, on the grave, according to the New York Post. Um, I wonder where she... Man. So Murphy is quoted as saying, I can't get my wife to go out to dinner, but this guy gets his wife to go along with him to desecrate my mom's remains every morning. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. Apparently there was a longstanding grudge with the man and Torella, according to WABC News. He was married to her for a short period of time over 40 years ago and left when she became pregnant, insisting that the child was not his. Uh, DNA testing later proved that the man was indeed the child's father, according to the Post, and Torello remarried later anyway. She uh, unfortunately died uh, back in 2017, and she was an avid animal lover. But uh, the investigation is still ongoing, and a public urination charge has been filed. But it's just, how, how petty do you have to be? You haven't been with this person in over 40 years. They've been dead for, for five years and you make it a daily goal that you're going to get up early, not just by yourself, but with your wife, 
and say, hey, honey, all right, pack up the station wagon. Let's go. I got to I gotta go whiz on my ex-wife's grave. Like, I, heck, I just don't understand it. Heck, I think it's more hate than pity, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you just, that's dedication. Like, every morning that yeah. early, which, I mean, old people at that age are going to be getting up early anyway. But, yeah. I mean, dedication to do it every single morning. Be like, honey, let's go. I'm going to go pee on my ex's grave. I'm like, all right. And at the same time, minutes. I mean, I can understand if it was, like, during a certain, like, window of the morning like before work or something like that if it was like um, between six and seven thirty. i bet he probably couldn't exact the revenge on her that he wanted to before she died or like whatever petty act that he wanted to do yeah. while she was here he didn't get to do it so he's like you know what i'm just gonna pit i'm just gonna go pee on your grave every day maybe but at the same time it's like it's been over 40 years you had you know 35 before she died uh, hey, he wanted know, to, to live to, his to, life first, but he did not forget to come pee on this woman's grave. At, at some point, what? When does it just you know let the de- dead lay some dead or whatever? Grudges. I mean, I guess, like, but severely. it just yeah. That's that's something that is just like for me. I just you know, if I I try not to hold grudges because it's like that. That's just too negative. You you got too much you know time that could be used best doing something else to have grudges, like especially that kind of level of consistency um it's just it's mind-boggling to me that 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 energy is being used to do that as opposed to you know going out there and and trying to make the world a better place i i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm the old man yelling at the cloud right now Mm -hmm. but that's just i mean yeah i don't understand it i I don't know if, if you can really add anything more to you know the uh to, to what where does a person have to be mentally like where's their mind space in in order to keep going through with an act like that i mean that's just just pure unadulterated hate stall yeah. it is and i mean yeah. i i don't know i can't i don't want to put myself in that that mind no. but no no i can i can i can understand like what people would do like you see the stupid things people would do for love like imagine what people would do for, for hate you know, yeah. someone they hate yeah i mean like yeah i mean I, I i get it but at the same time it just i don't know it doesn't seem rational and maybe yeah. it isn't obviously but yeah well speaking I, of rational yeah the people listening to this bj need to make some rational decisions on their nfl bets coming they up sure do soon. Better, better than and me you might actually even though we've been kind of deterring you guys from it bet on those cowboys nfl action back in full swing at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl we're talking touchdowns cowboys have a few of those every now and then big plays not, not too many of those mostly completions what Cooper's about. <laughs> and even bigger wins. These have been big wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team. You want to go Cowboys? I'm, I'm not mad at it, but now that I'm probably gassing them up, they might lose. Uh, so <laughs> pick your poison and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yeah, if you want to bet on those Cowboys, I like Dallas minus three this weekend against the Washington Commanders, but that's not enough for you. You can boost your winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. So right now for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. And with payouts bigger than ever, why would you want to bet on football anywhere else? Plus to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code tbpn to get 200 dollars in free bets if your team wins and when you place a five dollar bet on any football game that's tbpn only at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details all right drew i ask you every single week and every single week, I'm always interested to see what is on your mind. But before we get to that, Drew, you know, I've got uh, I've got a concert coming up. In fact, I'm really excited oh. about t- tomorrow night. Uh, I'm going to be seeing, you know, an, an artist that I've wanted to see for a long time on his farewell tour tomorrow. Um, and I'm without going into specifics or anything like that. Um, so that's kind of the, what I'm excited for, you know, music wise. I've been listening to a lot of his music here to kind of get me in the right headspace, you know, because there's nothing like 
listening to live music. But if you can't go and listen to live music, you know, if you want a, you know, if you want to listen to some high quality earbuds or high quality audio, why don't you get yourself a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds? Drew, what have you been listening to? Well, I uh, mentioned his name last week, but not so much mixing it all up like I had Co and The Weeknd and like mm-hmm. somebody else I had said last week. But it's just Co now. Co came out with a new album okay. not too long ago, and I'm really, you know, really, really liking it. So I've been jamming it a whole lot lately. Probably too much. I'll probably get tired of it after some point, but maybe not because mm-hmm. I really like it. But that's uh, that's where I've been at lately. And I've got a buddy that's coming out with a new song in a week. We can talk about that. In a couple of weeks, once I get to jamming it for a while. Uh, but it's been great. Uh, one of those reasons uh, it's been so great is because I've been using my Raycon wireless earbuds to do so. Yeah, Drew. I mean, you talked about it with Raycon's everyday earbuds. They are going to look, feel, and sound better than ever. You get those optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. The earbuds are so comfortable, and they're not going to budge. So, you know, if you want to go out for a jog, if you want to be on the the treadmill in the gym or whatever you might be doing. They're not going to budge. You're not going to have to chase them down and, you know, go play with Pennywise in the storm drain, looking for your Raycon wireless earbuds. They're going to give you eight hours of playtime and a 32 hour battery life. And best of all, Raycons are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of the other premium audio brands. It is no wonder why Raycons everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Check out those top-notch additional features such as noise isolation and awareness mode that we tell you about each and every podcast. Uh, Going to start using those Raycons at work, BJ. I, I actually yeah. I think had another I had an additional set of headphones. I lost the case, so forced to bring those bad boys now. Go to you. buyraycon.com today and use code TBPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code TBPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code TBPN15. Excellent stuff from our friends at Raycon, as always. And now, what is on Drew's mind as I do a terrible impression of a drum roll? <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Like a little kid just sitting there figuring out what they need to do, so they just make a noise. (laughs) But uh, on Drew's mind, as usual, quite a bit, but specifically uh, this time, it's it's what a lot of people have been talking about uh, lately. BJ, before I tell, can you guess? Um, well, see, Uh, the thing that I've heard a lot about is uh, Hurricane Ian this week. Ah, it is not that. Okay. Well, we do want to wish our friends and listeners down in Florida and anyone on the path of the storm, you know, we want to keep them in our thoughts and prayers and, and make sure that they're safe. So what, what have you been thinking about? What's been in the news? Well, BJ, what's on Drew's mind today? It's actually, I mean, technically a couple of people, but only a couple because of one thing that is new on Netflix. Okay. The Jeffrey Dahmer series. Oh, my goodness. And the other person is Little Boosie. Oh. And you're thinking, what in the world is Little Boosie doing here? Where's the connection? Yeah. How did how did we get here? Well, Little Boosie's got a problem with this Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix, and he says they need to remove it off their platform and that black people need to band together and get Netflix uh, to, to rally and boycott the whole project. Hmm. Interesting. I'm, I'm personally not a fan. I haven't watched any of it, but it just kind of, to me has always felt like let's not glorify what Jeffrey Dahmer did. Maybe we should uh, stay away from that. Well, people like the crime, you know, shows and podcasts. People listen to the wildest stuff on a podcast all the time. So it doesn't surprise me that they're they're feeding into (laughs) the, the wild stuff that is Dahmer. But, um, you know, no, I, uh, I saw this in Little Boosie, and you know, it's just, it's the, it's not Boosie's outrage is not because he feels sorry for the families and the victims of Jeffrey mm-hmm. Dahmer and how evil it was. He just can't stand that type of stuff. Boosie, Boosie just is not, he's not with homosexuality in any way. He's a huge mm. homophobe. Oh, okay. He's a huge homophobe, and. Gotcha. Uh, 
Boosie has always got something to say here. And that's that is oh, the okay. reason he is uh, a part of this today and, you know, really saying anything here, because that's that is what uh, Boosie is. And uh, he had a his tweet. He tweeted this. He said, mm-hmm. as black people, we should boycott the Jeffrey Dahmer movie. What he did to our black kids is blanking sick. Netflix, take this movie down. It's sick. Which, I mean, he's not wrong. No. But, and I mean... I, I did hear that there was a little bit of some controversy because they didn't let the victims' families know that they were going to make it beforehand. Oh, really? That's what I heard. And so okay. I think that that... I thought maybe that was a part of the reason why he was calling on that. But you telling me that, it's like, yeah, he's got... A, re- a different reason for it to be uh, removed. Well, BJ, I mean, I might, whatever Boosie's reasoning is, whether it be sound or personal, mm-hmm. I'm with him, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. tried to get on here, and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, some people are just disgusted at, you know, most anything. Like, you know, some series are bad, but, you know, I have never watched a, a series or, like, a, you know, a murder or you know, like a documentary, you, you know, displaying a terrible guy or a terrible yeah. person yeah. that was like doing what this guy is or did to to uh, young males and boys. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even get to the part where it truly like the disturbing Gets stuff was happening. I was watching the first episode and I was hearing how much worse it got you know, after the first episode, like it does not get any close to better. And like, I was just so, I felt, I was so uncomfortable in like these first, like 14 minutes of the show. I was like, I kind of knew kind of what was going on just based off, you know, just reading into it and like kind of what Dahmer was and, you know, the the description of the first episode too. Yeah. And like, you know, it's for at first, you know, you get the weird energy from him and like he's you can definitely see he's, you know, crazy a serial guy for sure. And, you know, the way he goes out, like it's ob- it was obviously you can tell, you know, things are super sus. But like just like when the first time the person gets back to his room, the energy is just so it makes me cringe in my seat watching it. And, and maybe that's the point. Maybe you're supposed to be uncomfortable because yeah. what Jeffrey Dahmer did, that's completely, that's just so disgustingly sick, you know? And, and so, yeah, I mean, I can, I can understand where people are coming from that want to watch this stuff. You know, my mom likes the investigation discovery stuff, you know, the, the, the true crime stuff that they do on there, but you don't get that kind of like, you know, over-the-top reenactment or, or whatever where you're feeling like uh you're actually in the room and, and about to witness the most horrific thing that you can possibly describe from those shows you really it's kind of just kind of telling the tale of of what happened and like trying to piece together the mystery and see if you can solve it or if, if you can you know figure it out and the the additional disturbing part for me is it's it's so, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, what we're talking about with, you know, young black kids seeing like superheroes in movies, like, you know, representation matters. And like, yeah. looking at this, it just seems so much more real just because like, it is also a black man, you know, on there, you know, like whether I, like I'm not gay or anything, but like, it's still, I mean, like, it's still kind of like that could be me, you know, or yeah. like, you know, Jeffrey yeah. could just, he doesn't, have, I don't, I don't know what his 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 exact flavor it is it might not even exactly be gay dudes and yeah like, it just he just happened to snag a guy out there and like yeah so i mean just, it, it just I, makes it all that more disturbing to watch and like i understand where you know females come from when they have to watch you know docs that come out about you know you know uh i would say the r kelly thing you know that yeah. thing is that's disturbing but like this type of thing is on another level and i know there are other things that have come out you know yeah. you know rape situations and and things like that there are those documentaries out there i'm i'm feeling like i'm in their seat right now and i didn't even i haven't watched the whole first episode yeah and didn't i don't netflix, know if i will yeah didn't netflix also do a uh like a ted bundy movie a couple years ago with with zach efron i, I think i remember that yes yes yeah. i did so, watch that one yeah, yes. so it's not and, the the first time that Netflix has done one of these things, right? But I that's mean, a perfect yeah, example it, right there, Ted Bun- Ted Bundy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's the thing for, for you and I drew is that, you know, yeah, it, it certainly we couldn't empathize with women coming from, you know, like the, the Ted Bundy situation, mm -hmm. but you can certainly, it, from what I've understood about Dahmer is he didn't care. He, he would target men, women, and he, you know, gay, straight, whatever, he's just that deranged and so yeah it could have been you it could have been anybody it could have it's, been any one of us man if you if you get if you get to turn it on and like i know it's i know probably like a few minutes where they're in the room like just the tension and just the vibe like i can feel every bit of it in my bones and like the more the longer he draws out that situation and tries to pretend like everything's normal I just the creepier it gets it's like it gets yeah. more cringy and cringy yeah. it's just like because yeah. like i was about to get to the part like you know where he does whatever he's about to do and i was just like i, just, I can't i had to turn the whole thing off normally i would pause yeah. it you know just give myself a second like maybe watch I've, it i've, I've heard the the scene you know has like a lot of blood and like you know and i'm a, not a i'm not heart or whatever but oh uh, well i've yeah. seen some disgusting stuff so that's yeah. not, i'm not gonna be like oh ew, no but like no i mean that for, and, for me i i couldn't deal with that just because that's yeah. how i am so that's kind of why i'm i'm not even gonna you know turn it on just because that i know that that's part of it and yeah. and i know i wouldn't do well with it but, but no, yeah you know, adding that in adding that uncomfortable you know adding the uneasiness the 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 cringing in your bones or whatever yeah it's it sounds like it's it's just oof. It just I mean, you might get yeah just crawl, already getting chills just talking about it you and i so <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i'm picturing the scene where i was like yep i'm out click yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, I can't imagine. And if I'm checking out 13 minutes into that thing and people are talking about, oh, yeah, it gets worse after episode one. And I'm just like, Pfft. yeah. Because yeah. when it first came out, people were like, yeah, they barely got through episode one or whatever. And they're like, how can I watch this? And it's like, yeah. yeah. Well, right now. I mean, well, that's, a, that's the thing is like, you know, Netflix uses the amount of time watched to kind of like judge and everything like that. They should be able to see that people are uncomfortable and not making it through, you know, even the first episode. And so, you know, I mean, yeah, I can understand in terms of, you know, doing this from like a documentary perspective, but the, the, where it's like the reenactment or the reimagining or whatever to tell the story, that might be the, the more troublematic, you know, because it it's not. I know that the intention is not to glorify what Bundy or Dahmer or any of these people did. But it, it kind of feels that way because it's not just, you know, kind of telling and, and getting like people that investigated, you know, and, and kind of reenacting it that way. You know, as bad as it sounds like you're you're seeing things, it just. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, that is uh, that's what's on Drew's mind today, BJ. That's that uh, that episode made me crawl a little bit. So, yeah, I can imagine, uh, buddy. I can imagine. Oh, but uh, anyway, back into. Uh, as we shift gears back to some NBA here, um, we'll get to our Lakers and our Mavs in a, in a second. Those are kind of the bigger talking points, but just want to bounce around mm -hmm. uh, some more teams uh, really quick and, and talk about some of the things um, that were brought up. Uh, as we know, uh, Goran Dragic in Chicago now. Uh, BJ, what do you? Uh, what's your outlook on the New Orleans Pelicans going into this season? That's a very interesting ball club. Yeah, I was actually asked about this uh, by one of my my friends who's a, a Pelicans oh, okay. fan. Uh, he he's like, you know, where do you? What seed do you think they're going to get? And I was like, well, I mean, it's kind of hard to see them getting to rise up a whole lot because the only real team that's that's you know that was above them that's going to drop down uh is utah uh, and then i think that you know you're going to have utah drop and, and you're going to see san antonio who was also actually below the pelicans in the play-in tournament is probably going to drop down as well and, and then you'd see some movement probably the clippers rise up a, a bit i would imagine now that uh Kawhi leonard's back and, and healthy and, and they're supposed to have pg and Kawhi back together for the first time since the 2021 playoffs. Um, and then, you know, I, I, you know, injuries notwithstanding just because you can never predict that you'd expect the Lakers when fully healthy and everything like that to be a playoff team and, and competing for that again um, in, in this, you know, 
in the in the season with for LeBron. So it's tough for me to picture them going too much higher, but having Zion back and and being you know fully healthy for for now and everything like that, and, and hopefully he he will remain that way. You know, I I think they could legitimately avoid the play-in tournament and actually be a playoff team. I just mm. it's so tough to to you know get a gauge on where the West is going to end up shaking up because you know you you've seen Phoenix they they've kind of I mean we'll we'll talk about them here in a second they've they've got some issues that are bubbling up from uh, the uh, the choke if you will the collapse in the the playoffs um, the Warriors are the defending champs with good reason you've seen a lot of you know good young talent in minnesota memphis you got dallas that's that's good and, and a young team um denver went fully healthy denver should be back and and being in that that playoff chase as well i mean it's it's really just kind of you know you shake a couple branches of the western conference playoff tree and you you, you could see a completely different order from where we think at the start of the season to the end of the season BJ, what do you think, or how good can the Los Angeles Clippers be? I mean, they can be a top three seed. If, if they're fully healthy this season, as we've seen in the past, that is, I think, their ceiling. You know, you're you're probably going to see a little bit of regression from Phoenix. They're, they're going to be good. They're still going to be a playoff team, but I don't think they're going to be, you know, closing in on a franchise record and wins again this year just you know they'll, they'll be brought that back down to earth a little bit but they'll still be above 50 wins i would expect um it's it's tough for me to to think that you know the clippers are are no like you know i don't think they'll be like the top seed but i think they can definitely be a top three seed this season and let's see i had one more for you ah another interesting team that had a, a big trade this mm-hmm. offseason and we don't know what they're going to look like, but it could be very interesting. Minnesota Timberwolves, BJ. What are you, what are you expecting from the T Wolves with the addition of Gobert? Yeah, I mean, see, this this sounds like a big trade on paper, but in today's game, it it really, I don't know how well it's going to equate to success come playoff time for Minnesota. I think they're you know better off with with the young nucleus that that they're going to have, and then adding another piece. I, I think they're going to avoid the play in this year. I mean, I, I know it's tough to kind of shake out, but they've got a ceiling, I think, of being a, a top four, top five seed. I think they could get up that high. It's very possible. All righty. Let's get into our thicker topics okay. for this evening. Let's start with the Lakers and end with our Mavs. Okay. Lakers got a fair bit of things to talk about here. Uh, let's start off with the uh, history that's going to be made this season. Mm-hmm. LeBron James to pass Magic Johnson on the all-time assist list. I think he's 92 assists away. And passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time leading scorer list this season. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. all-time milestones. And the milestone of passing Kareem that we thought would never, or most people thought would never happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's just having to this point as, as many, you know, kind of injuries that they dealt with last year and, and how even the Lakers are describing it as a, a lost season to have where LeBron James is within striking distance of Kareem and, and in that all time point total, you know, I mean, we, we, we've certainly known for a long time that he's one of the best players of all time. There's obviously a lot of arguments and, and that's not for, you know, this time of the show or anything like that to, to debate on that. But, you know, LeBron gets in, on top of the scoring leader uh, list when he will pass Kareem at some point, it'll probably be closer to the end of the season unless he averages, I think it was like 27 points a game, which is certainly you know, doable. I think that's his career average. Um, he would set it just over the halfway mark uh, at home against the Spurs on January 25th. If he does have some injuries or, you know, they, they kind of bring him back a little bit or hold him back to avoid injury, or, or if he averages just a little bit less than what he has in his career down to like 24, uh, it will come down to, you know, probably March, I would say uh, where he would, be in position to to pass Kareem, but 
it, it's likely to happen. I, I think it's more likely than not because, as you mentioned, he's just what thirteen twenty six away. He's gonna make sure he does it. That, yeah. there's no way he finishes the season not. Yeah, not and he's not retiring after this year. He's he's already committed right. to playing. You know, long term beyond this season to. He wants to play, you know, at least this season with his son before he retires, which is just kind of heck. Depending I mean, on what type of shape he's in, he might try to play with both of them. Yeah, it just only depends. Two years apart, but that's a lot. Yeah, he's going to be like um, forty-three trying to play competitive basketball. Yeah, and so it's just you know it's just remarkable to see um, where he has gotten into his career and how close he is to some of these records. You know. He's not going to be number one on the all-time assists, but the fact that he's going to be top five by the end of his career, maybe even top two, if he can. Uh, I mean, he's he's about two thousand or so assists shy of, of Jason Kidd. Two thousand and like forty-six, I think, is the number. By the end of his career, that might be possible. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think he's going to pass Stockton. Um, yeah, no, that's just ridiculous. I mean, he's he's looking at you know this season he could pass not just Magic Johnson, but Mark Jackson and Steve Nash, and he would end up in fourth behind Chris Paul, Kidd, and Stockton um, on the all-time assist you know, leaderboard, at least at the end of the season. So, you know, there's only a handful of players, Drew, that are top five in points and assists in their career. And I think, actually, you know, LeBron may be the only one. LeBron, yeah, he is yeah. the only one. Nobody else is scoring yeah. that much and. Up and that assisted high. that much, yeah. yeah. So if he when he passes Jackson and Nash, he'll he'll be the first ever to be top five in in points and assists. I mean, there might be some coming down the road, but you know that's right there in, in of itself is a point in the argument that LeBron is the greatest to ever do it. You know, I'm I'm not saying I'm making the argument or anything like that, but if nobody has ever done this, nobody's top five in points, nobody's top five in assists, and they're or you know like as the same player they're both uh that the same player is, is in the top five of both of these categories at the same time and that's not even looking at all the other stats that he's you and know, he's gonna up there. be like top uh he's gonna be like just outside top 10 or 15 when he finishes too he's he's pretty he's got a good spot on that i don't remember exactly where for for which stat rebounds, rebounds. Or, yeah i mean he's uh you know, there, there's already fourth all time in free throws. Uh, you know, he'll he'll be a, a couple more seasons away from passing Kobe to get to third. Um, he's also climbing in on top ten on the all time three pointers list. Uh, he's just four behind Paul Pierce for number ten. Um, he would also move into like number seven or number six all time if he hits about 150 threes this year. So LeBron is 42nd in rebounds right now. Okay. So, I mean, you're he gets talking. 1,000 more. He's just outside top 30. Okay. I mean, top five in points, top five in assists, top 30 in rebounds. Nobody's ever done that before. 2,000 more. He's top 18. Okay. I mean, you, you just have to. Okay, admire... I take that back about that rebound stuff. He's not gonna. He's. Not, I don't think he could reach top fifteen. He he'll, he can. He could do top twenty maybe, but that would take some work. So yeah, realistic, if, if... realistically, maybe probably a top twenty-five rebounder. Yeah, he's the only player in league history with over thirty thousand points, ten thousand boards, and ten thousand assists. So at the end of his career, he's going to be the number one all-time leading scorer. He's going to be a top four, four top three, top maybe? three. Uh, assist guy and depends a top on where Chris Paul ends up and a top 25 rebounder. Yeah. It's just insane. And he would be just below Dennis Rodman. If he made top 25. Wow. That's Look saying that. something as a rebounder. Yeah. If you make that top 25, like it's still passing some, you know, fair names that rebound the ball along the way, you know, pass Plus, I mean, here. He's already in the top 100 at all time blocks. Yeah, he, he'd be getting close to 80 if, if he did what he did a year ago and he was hampered by injuries last year. Yeah. Uh, he's also top 10 in steals. I mean, that's that's yep. just incredible. Yeah, he's a freak of nature. Yeah, brother, a freak of nature. Yeah. Um, but uh, moving on with the uh, the Lakers chatter. Um, what's going on with the Lakers? They want. LeBron James specifically wants Anthony Davis to take control of the team to be the number one option and the team leader. Yeah, and I mean you also Can't, talk about 
Can oh, the Lakers win a championship with Anthony Davis as the number one option and leader of the team? Yeah, I mean, they just did it a couple years ago in the bubble. He wasn't the leader of the team. He wasn't the number one option. LeBron was probably. Well, true, but, I mean, you, you saw what he added to that team. He was close to, yeah. like, 40% from deep in that playoffs in the bubble. Because uh, if he was, why would LeBron be saying this? That's true. Very true. But I, I think they can. I think it's going to be, um, you know, if, if he this if year, he is. They can win. So you, so you got Lakers winning it all. I, I don't have. I don't. I'm not saying that. I said that you asked if they can. I said, yeah, they absolutely yeah. can. Okay. Um, okay. But, you know, the, this is where I'm seeing from the Lakers is, you know, we were talking about Anthony Davis. Um, I think I expect him to be better with his shooting this year. He had that wrist Undis- injury. that Undisclosed injury. Yeah. Yeah, um, that kind of hampered his uh, ability to shoot from deep last year. Three-point percentage was down around 18.5%. Lakers as a team were down at 22. Um, So it's just, it's interesting to see if, um, you know, if if he is fully healthy from that and, and, you know, if he's no longer battling that wrist injury, um, they said it affected his shot and everything. It forgot or not forgot, but tough to shoot how he wanted to shoot. Couldn't follow through. Um, so that's that's interesting. Is that yeah? When if he's fully healthy and is no longer dealing with nagging injuries, he can be the number one scorer. And I think that the Lakers would be certainly in play. I don't know if they'd win it with you know just just him as the primary threat. But, you know, when you've got him as your number one option and you've got a LeBron and a, you know, Westbrook and Pat Beverly, you know, assisting mm. and kind of being, you know, the, the makeup of the team. So you've already kind of answered my next question. Is he, are the Lakers able to do that with him as the number one option? You say, yes, they could. But is I don't think with, they will. Is that with or without Westbrook on the team? Yeah, it would be with. I think it okay. would be with. Um, so, do they have a chance if they get if they trade Westbrook? No, I mean, I, Ooh, I think I think no that's that, not Westbrook, but chance with Westbrook. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it. You know, anytime you've got LeBron on your team, you certainly got a chance. But yeah, I think that he, what's that? I said, look at you. I'm proud. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you got you can't and, you know can't say that that a team that doesn't have a chance when you've got a phenomenal generational talent like we've seen in LeBron James, but I don't expect that. I don't expect them to, to be uh, the champions this year. So it's right. just, you know, I mean, it is, it is going to be interesting to watch. I think what, what I was basically trying to say is that, you know, if Davis is fully healthy and, and he doesn't have to deal with a nagging kind of wrist injury, like he did for most of the last season, then mm-hmm. yeah, I expect the numbers to go back up and, and him to be that number one scoring threat, especially if, if he can, you know, if people still think that he's as hurt as he was or that he's not following through and he's going to make a pay, especially early in the season. All right. Time to shift to our Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Dallas Mavericks, BJ. This is this is a random piece of news I heard on the fan okay. earlier today, and I just, I just want to know why this happens and why we continue to give this man things. Okay. Dwight Powell named to the leadership council for the Mavericks. All right. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm no, you know, I'm certainly not the the biggest Dwight Powell stan um in in this uh on the show or anything like that, but I said, but he's a great leader. Is he? Oh no. I don't know. Eh, can't, um, nobody can really I don't know. No. I just don't understand. Maybe it. that's like, maybe that's the only thing he's getting or something. I feel like if if he he better not play 20 minutes a night. <laughs> if he plays 20 plus minutes a night, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. Well, Especially I mean, with Christian Wood here and well, JaVale McGee here now. Why yeah, in the hell would Dwight Powell see the point? That's it, kind of what I was going to ask you about because I saw this. Mavs' plan for Christian Wood, at least for right now, is to use him as a sixth man. Yeah, They're going to have JaVale starting uh, to uh, at least to start the season as the center and uh, but I guess that was because that was what was promised to him in the free agency uh, recruiting pitch. Um, but yeah, Christian Wood coming off the bench as the sixth man, that sounds to me like, you know, they're going to have at least some minutes for Dwight Powell still. 
Man, they better not. Who else? I don't know as far as I was going to say, I mean, you got Luca, Hardaway, you know, Finney Smith, and you've got, I mean, maybe Maxi instead of, of, of uh, Powell, but. Yeah, Maxi's going to get the PT because he plays defense. Yeah. And then, um, and then McGee. But yeah, it's it's still is it is interesting they're gonna be using him as a six man. I mean, he better get six man of the year. I mean, yeah. all I know is if the Mavs plan to compete, he better be six man of the year material. Yeah, um, it's, it's, and they talk uh, about Frank Nilakina holding down some backup point guard duties, putting a lot of faith in him to uh, have that nailed down pack. Yeah, and and so for Christian Wood, you know, he's definitely a candidate for six man of the year. Uh, the, the question is, you know, is he going to embrace the role? I imagine he is. He, he kind of, um, uh, laughed I'm about it. To, it. Yeah. He said he, or he kind of laughed about, uh, the news about being six man, but he said, I'm motivated either way off the bench or starting either way. Uh, noting this is the first time he, in his career, he's had an opportunity to contribute to a winning team. I'm not really worried about who's starting the game, more so concerned about who's finishing the game. And that's, that's, I mean, there you go. that. That right there, that quote is is already kind of got me, you know, bought in on on this trade and everything like that. Not that I wasn't already. Oh, I'm upset. I just I look for odds over here, try and throw something down on Christian Wood for six man of the year. He's not even listed here on this really? dang thing. Dad, go. Dang. Well, I mean, that means that you got to get some some overwhelming odds then. He's not on most improved either. So wow. That's pretty crazy. You got you to find you got to find somebody that'll give you some odds on it or something. Maybe they don't. Maybe because there's not a whole lot of love for the Mavs nationally besides you and I. I don't know, Luca MVP favorite. I don't know if I'll dabble in that water or not. Maybe not. But yeah, our Mavericks man, it's gonna be an interesting season. See what Timmy can come back and bring if he can bring it consistently. Christian Wood, how that bench roll works out, and they were yeah. talking about. Um, the discrepancy for the Mavericks going from 21st in defensive efficiency the prior year mm-hmm. or earlier in the year uh, to yeah. finishing uh, like seventh mm-hmm. in the league. So worrying about how, how that defense is going to hold up again uh, in a following year. And uh, one thing I worry about BG, and I don't think they'll address it just because like we're already so close is wing depth. We saw how many minutes Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith mm-hmm. logged in those playoffs, and they were dog-tired. And if yeah. we'd have won that series somehow, how would those boys have played in the finals? They wouldn't have been able yeah. to – they'd have just been shells of themselves. They'd have been playing out there, you know, giving it all they got, but they'd have Balling been so out. tired, yeah. missing threes that they wouldn't normally miss, things like that, just because they're exhausted. Yeah, so, and I, I hope that is the case, especially getting, you know, THJ back. And I, I wonder – you talked about Dodo – uh, did you see what he said about Jalen Brunson's departure? I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, he was asked about, you know, Jalen Brunson taking the bag in New York. He said, man, you saw how much money they gave him. I'd have been mad if he stayed here. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Dodo's he's a national treasure. I know. Shout he's out, he's, he's quick, quickly becoming one of my favorites, Drew. For sure. And uh, Mavs, apparently, I think it was an ESPN story that the fan was reading it from our tab to finished seventh with like 43 and a half wins mm. well let's prove them wrong mavericks let's prove them wrong they what? they always doubt they always doubt us coming into the season I mean, when you've got when you've got luca i mean that alone is should be good enough for playoff spot indeed now time to shift some gears mr beach it's time to play some with it or quit it yes sir I got your five questions here and my last go around with with it or quit it for a couple episodes. Okay, dokie. Right, starting with number one. Are you a gamer, BJ? Uh, occasionally, yes. Okay. Well, I guess it's time to discover. Are you in agreement with this statement? Xbox okay. is a greater or better system than PlayStation. With it or quit it? Quit it. I've been a PlayStation guy pretty much all my life. Had the PS2 as a kid, and then I got the PS3, and now I've got the PS4. I haven't upgraded to the next one, but I've just I've been very impressed with what I've seen. I think that you know 360 got a lot of love 
because of its online play. But you know, PlayStation, you didn't have to pay for uh, online play on the yeah, PS3. But that was uh, you know, that was one of the things that what made it so much fun, at least to me, that is that that's the only reason y'all had it because it was free. No, no. Would you? You would have still had a PlayStation if you had to play online, just like Xbox. Probably, yeah. Because mm. I still had the PlayStation Two, and I, I, I really enjoyed the PS Two. I think I a think fair that amount the PlayStation. I think the PlayStation exclusives were, were were what was better. I mean, for a long time as a baseball fan, I got I had PlayStation because of MLB The Show. Now that's no longer a uh, Sony exclusive, uh, but it used to be, and so I've been PlayStation for a long time as a result of that. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Number two. Oh, childhood shows, BJ. Let's see where you're at okay. on these. All right. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are better than the Power Rangers. With it or quit it? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with it. I didn't really watch a whole lot of the Power Rangers as a kid. Uh, but, I mean, I love I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I thought you were going to ask me something about, like, you know, Nickelodeon or, or Cartoon Network or something like that. I was Not like, yet. don't make me pick between my two childhood, you know. I want to be like, Dexter's Laboratory or... All right, yeah. number three. DeAndre Ayton, mm-hmm. whom we didn't talk about because I saved specifically for this with it or quit it question. Awesome. Will be traded by the NBA deadline with it or quit it. Yeah, I'm with it. I, I'm honestly surprised that it didn't happen in the offseason. There was so much of that, you know, the silent treatment, like, you know, like with an old married couple that had a fight or something, you know, Monty and and uh, DeAndre Ayton supposedly still haven't talked after that uh, game seven loss to the Mavericks in the Western Conference semifinals. And so I just can't imagine that, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff going on in, in Phoenix. Obviously, the, the headline is, is the team being sold because of the Robert Sarver situation. But what's bubbling up beyond that is, you know, there's there's some tension there. And, and you know, Chris Paul said he hadn't learned anything from that or something like that. And DeAndre Ayton is giving, you know, the silent treatment to, to Monty Williams. I, I can't imagine he's too happy and, and doesn't want to stay there too much longer. I think Phoenix is about to explode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number four. PJ, remember I asked you earlier what sports you hadn't played before? Yes, you did. Yeah. This is what it was for. Okay. I figured. All right. You would rather play for the first time a round of golf as opposed to playing a game of cricket with it or quit it. Yeah, I'm going to say with it. I've, I've been kind of one of those that I, it's not that I am not interested in golf. I just never had the opportunity to kind of take up the sport. It, it'll be a long day on the, the, uh, on the, the golf course, just because I already know that I don't have a, I don't have a good drive, but um I mean, those those cricket games can go like three to five days at times, and so I don't know if I got the the stamina to 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 deal with that kind of longevity of an of a game. So yeah, I'm absolutely with it that I'd rather you know take up a, a round of golf first. Number five, tugging at your heartstrings here, BJ. Okay. The Texas Rangers will be back in the MLB playoffs. Next season, with it or quit it? Oh, yeah, tugging at my heartstrings. So before this season, I said they were still about a year or two away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just depends on how quickly Jack they've Leiter, got. Yeah, Cole I know. Lynn. That's that's. I, I want to see Jack Leiter at the AAA level, and that's what I think we're going to see for the most part next year, unless he just has a, a fantastic spring training that, uh, makes it, you know, where he's ready for the big leagues. I, I, I think they could. I think they could be a playoff team. I think there's they could no good in. in this with it or quit a game. BJ. Well, 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 let me answer. Let me answer. I think they could be because I think they could sneak in with the expanded playoffs and get one of those wild card spots that we're, we've seen. You know, oh, this yeah. year there's there's three wild card spots as opposed to the two that there had been. They they've got the. I think they can have a season next year. Where they could slide in and get one of those. It's it's going to be tough because of how much talent is going to be, and especially in the American League East. But if if Aaron Judge leaves in the offseason, goes somewhere else, if he even goes to the National League, 
then the Yankees fall off because that's that's been their pretty much their whole team. So I'm going to say with it for now. I'm going to say with it. They sneak in. They're not going to win the World Series next year, but I think it'll be kind of a promising, you know, hey, we're finally getting there again. They, uh, You remember before Houston won it all, they made, I think, two playoff trips in a row, uh, one to the wild card game and they lost, and then one to the next round, the division series, and they lost. And then they went on and won it all, uh, trash cans banging notwithstanding. But, um, you know, I, I think that's kind of the similar path that the Rangers would be on. They've got to you get that young talent, some playoff experience, and then continue to make – an improvement, you know, and then maybe in three years, we'll see the Rangers hoisting the, you know, the world series trophy. It's possible. Oh, buddy. I said, maybe that'd be nice. That'd be real nice. It would be. We'd have some amazing patience as Rangers fans for nine or 10 years to wait for that trip back to win it. If they go back and they lose, just get Jeffrey Dahmer to rip my heart out. Whoa. He'll probably do more than that. (laughs) All right, cut off your pecker. <laughs> Some other stuff. Whatever. Who knows? He has no limit. All right, all right. But, I'm sorry I brought it up. But our limit has been reached on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we are partnered with Fanatics. Every time you buy some Fanatics gear through our unique link, it helps us continue our podcasting efforts. And make sure you guys get out there. It is football season and basketball season fast approaching. A lot of gear out there. They just dropped some new New York's Giants gear. I don't necessarily advise that as a Cowboys fan, but if you want to, go ahead. As long as you use our unique link in the description and or on our Twitter or Instagram uh, pages. Best of all, Drew, I think right now Fanatics is actually running a uh, 65% off coupon. You can get up to 65% off on Fanatics through the weekend, in fact, going into Monday. So get yourself some Fanatics gear through our unique link in the description and and check it out. And if you want to be like Cam and BJ, they recently... recently re-upped and got some new lowdown gear. It's not in yet. That's his old one, but he's got yeah. some more on the way. Him and Cam, the producer, shout out Cam. He couldn't be here tonight, but uh, he's got some gear on the way. Those pillows are super soft. You take a nap oh, dude, on it, you're yeah. going to be blessing it. I, I've, Imagine I've been listening so... to the lowdown while falling asleep on a lowdown pillow. It's crazy. I've been, I've been so afraid to put my head on it because I know it's soft, but it's so nice and, and pretty. I don't want to get all the hair oil or whatever on it just because I... I don't want to ruin it, but right. I haven't. I use it as a display pillow for sure. Yes, sir. Get you get you guys hooked up, get you low down gear, and get you stuff from Fanatics. Absolutely. Make sure you guys are also following us on social media as well. You see it above Mr. BJ right there. If you're watching on our lives anywhere, you got us on social media at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown. Catch us on TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter and Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. But that's going to conclude today's episode. And when we come back next week, Mr. BJ is holding down those with it or quit it questions. And Cam will be back. Yes, so, sir. without further ado, this has been another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. Peace. <laughs>